why don't you expand on why I called you the fastest member of FCSI? Yeah, you know, I've been asked this question before, tell people something that nobody would know about you. And the answer to that question is, I hold a NASCAR license. Hi, welcome to this edition of On Tap, presented by FCSI of the Americas. I'm Wade Kaler, Executive Director. On Tap this week is the fastest member of FCSI of the Americas and has a love of all things technology and racing. Please welcome the Project Manager and BIM Coordinator at Clevenger Associates, Mr. Tim McDougall. Hi, Tim. Welcome to the show. Hey, Wade. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, I'm so glad you're joining us. Uh, we've been trying to talk you into this for a few uh seasons and 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 like a couple other guests that have been on this season you've kind of been thrown under the bus by a bunch of your coworkers to be on so <laughs> i think it's great when people say that they need you to be on camera to be seen so uh, i'm excited you finally got got uh arm twisted into joining us i appreciate it <laughs> yeah um, no, it's it's uh it, it was something i've enjoyed watching all of these and i wasn't sure if i was ready to do one but yeah you know couple of my coworkers have done it and they kept pressuring me. You really need to do this. So here I am. <laughs> Great. Well, you know, we're going to start off really easy with, uh, you know, a little bit about you. Uh, and of course the whole episode is really about you, but tell us a little bit about your background, how you got started in food service hospitality and what led you to becoming a food service consultant. Oh man. Um, yeah. So, so my, my story is pretty, um, long and twisted but you know like most like most people i started out uh 16 years old my first job in the food service industry at a restaurant of course but um i had the brilliant idea of i didn't want to work at a fast food restaurant so i took a job at a, a buffet restaurant as the dishwasher so if okay. you ever want to start at the ground floor Buffet, buffet dishwasher it's got to be the bottom rung right so it's yeah. like a non-stop onslaught of dishes from every direction and um after about four months i figured out that wasn't great so i went across town <laughs> to a, a breakfast restaurant a place that was really well known for you know the really big american four egg omelet kind of thing oh nice uh, okay. they had their own bakery doing their own scratch bread and pies and I took the dishwasher job over there, made friends with the chef, and in short order, worked my way up to prep cook. And then he started training me on the line to be basically his sous chef. Um, oh, nice. So, so I, I kind of developed a, a little bit of a chef skill. I'm not formally trained, but I have some training there. Um, and then I met a girl, and uh, her, her dad owned a drywall company, so I went to work for him and was doing construction for a little over 10 years. Um, finally tore up my knees, and Ellen and I suggested that I not be a construction worker anymore. So I went back to college and landed at an architecture firm, got a associate's degree in architectural drafting and design. So I have some formal training in that background, spent a decade at an architecture firm in Olympia, Washington, and I had this goal of being an architect, um, but it, it appeared that that path was coming to a dead end. And I really wanted to move into 3D design. Um, I started training myself in Revit. This was back, um, you know, 2010, 2011. I started playing around with Revit and really getting into it. And it was apparent that the architecture firm wasn't ready to make that leap to 3D design. 
So I started looking for a different position, and that's how I landed at Clevenger. They were looking for somebody to lead them into the 3D design world, and I was looking for a career shift. And, you know, 10 years later, here I am. They've taught me food service, and we've built a pretty amazing Revit program. And, um, you know, I think we're – I know a lot of other food service firms are doing Revit now, but I believe that uh, we're one of the leaders in that, and I'm pretty yeah. proud of what we've accomplished there. Now, with you leading the 3D modeling and everything, is there certain segments that you guys at Clevenger stay in, or do you kind of work on everything? You know, we're our portfolio is pretty broad. I think um, we work on just about everything, um, probably a little less in the college realm, but um, but we're still in that. We definitely do a lot of K through 12. Uh, we do a lot of community colleges, a lot of B&I, government work. Um, I mean, we're just, we're kind of in everything. So... The question for you is, and I'm not going to ask the usual question because I already know the answer for you on on part of this, and that is when you start drawing something up, um, it, you're obviously you're starting it with Revit now at this point. I'm I'm guessing you're probably not going anything else except this, knowing you and how technologically savvy you are. Um, is it to the point now where you can almost build it out quick as quickly as a lot of people do in AutoCAD or even Maybe not as quick as sketching on a napkin, but almost that quick now for you. You know, I think we're, yeah, as a firm, we've gotten to that point where I, I would say we're almost faster than we were when we were doing it in AutoCAD. Yeah, I, I kind of assume that. I mean, my, my usual question to people is, do you start sketch first? Do you go to computer first? Or I'm like, I already know the answer to this one, Tim. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're just jumping right in the deep end. Yeah, exactly. Well, speaking of the tech side of consulting, you know, BIM and, and Revit have gone through, you know, a, a few iterations over the last four or five years, um, not only from our side of FCSI with standards, but also with Revit bringing in the food service operations side of, of their software and everything. Um, how has it changed over the last three to five years? And then also kind of put on your um, futurist hat and where do you think it's going to go over the next, I won't go very far out, but let's say over the next three to five years as well. So I would say in the last four or five years, it's come a really long way. Um, there's a lot more demand from the, the architecture side for a food service consultant that's in Revit. Um, and that's kind of one of the reasons that Clevenger wanted to get at the front of that. I think we get a lot more projects because we're in Revit. And even the architects that don't know we're in Revit, that maybe we're working with for the first time, when they find out we're in Revit, they're super surprised and they're really excited. So I think yeah. um, in the last, you know, four years or so, five, four or five years on the architecture side of things, they've really embraced that Revit thing. And they're really looking for consultants that are that are in that. And I think yeah. as far as the the industry is concerned, the amount of Revit content coming from manufacturers has just exploded in the last three yeah. or four years. It's like, it's so much better than it was when I first started this. I think that they finally realized they had to do it. So many people were still trying to withhold and stay back, but I think they finally realized that this it's inevitable. You better get your stuff out soon. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then looking into the future, I think, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of emphasis on VR and that kind of stuff, which I think is really cool and it has its place. Um, I wouldn't say we've gotten any projects because we're doing that, but it does help 
on certain projects where maybe the chef doesn't really visualize flat plans. So there is yeah. a need for that. Um, but I think looking down the road, I think the Revit models are going to start going into the construction phase more and that handoff between the design team and the construction team and how those Revit models move through the construction process and then into, you know, the building life management systems and, and on the, you know, the, the management side of the actual building. I, I think yeah. that handoff is going to start becoming more important and yeah. things like um, your, your, you know, you're, you're already talking about management of HVAC systems, but if we can figure out how to put the right information in the hood systems that can then talk to the building management system, and then they can, you know, manage that over the life cycle of the building 30 yeah. years from now, even things like combi ovens and, and stuff like that, if they can start mixing that into the building management systems, I think that's where the Revit models are going to move in the future. I called you in the intro, the fastest member of FCSI. <laughs> Obviously there's a reason for that. And one of the questions I usually ask everybody is tell something about you that no one else would guess. Um, and so why don't you expand on why I called you the fastest member of FCSI? Yeah. You know, I've been asked this question before. Tell, tell people something that nobody would know about you. And it, I used to say um, the answer to that question is I hold a NASCAR license, but I think most everybody knows that now. So it's not really all that spectacular, but yeah, I mean, I've been, I started racing um, back in 1991, just me and my dad. And uh, we started racing stock cars, circle track stuff. And it's just kind of evolved from there into it's a family thing. My brother races, um, his daughter, my niece is now racing. So as a family, we've been doing this for a very long time. And it's just, this is what we do. It's uh, it's our family thing. And, and how often are you racing still? So the, the race season runs from March to September. And um, I tell people all the time that it's an every Saturday thing. If I'm not at the racetrack racing the car, we're at the shop on Saturday fixing the car or prepping the car for the next race. And okay. if something bad goes wrong, then you're at the shop a lot more than just Saturday. So, <laughs> exactly. so yeah, I mean, it's an every Saturday thing year round and it, sometimes it gets overwhelming. Sometimes you got to take a break, but yeah, I mean, it's an every Saturday thing. That's very cool though. That you, it's, it's a great hobby that you've got, but then also to know that you're spending it with your family so that those, those deeper roots and the more time you can spend with your family, you know, we only have so much time here, and so to have that time together as well, I'm sure that it's not always roses when you're working on cars <laughs> together. I'm sure there's some dust ups here and there, but you yeah. know, still it's time together. So, and the, the, and three of you now racing, that's very cool as well. Yeah. And we've got a couple of friends that are helping us in the shop and one of our crew guys has a car too. So oh, wow. out of our race shop, we were fielding four cars at one time. So we're down to three now because my brother has kind of semi-retired, but we might okay. get him back in the car later on, but yeah, I mean, you know, some people go fishing with their dad. We go racing. That's very cool. Um, and I'm assuming by the things hanging on the back of your wall behind <laughs> you that you're an avid guitar player as well. Um, so I play bass guitar and I tell people all the time, I play bass guitar because I like it, not yeah. because I'm good at it. Um, <laughs> 
this is kind of a remnant of my younger days. When I was a teenager, I was in local bands as a bass guitar player. And uh, it's just something that's stuck with me all my life. Um, you know, as I've grown older and gotten more financially secure, of course, I've now got the means to buy some of the guitars that I always wished I had. Yeah. So this collection is getting a little out of control. <laughs> but, um, you know, some people restore classic cars. I'm buying guitars. <laughs> nice. Very good. Um, you know, you came into the the industry of consulting, obviously, uh, a little different than others. And um, knowing that you're, you had a really good uh, design background technologically wise as well. Um, what would you, what's your one piece of advice you give to somebody thinking about either uh, a recent college graduate or maybe somebody looking to make a career transition like you did? What's one good piece of advice you give to somebody thinking of becoming a food service consultant? Um, it's, it's usually the same thing I give anybody coming into the design industry at all. Um, be really open to other people's ideas and theories and try not to take anything personal. There's, you know, we spend a lot of time and effort on these designs and then you show them to somebody else and they just kick the crap out of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's hard to not take that personally. So that's the biggest thing is that uh, just understand that it's not personal yeah. and, and try to get over that and just be really open to other people's designs. It's amazing how much I learned from other consultants just watching how they go about their process. So just be open to that. Oh, very cool. If you weren't in the food service industry, what do you think you'd be doing for a living? Oh man, that's hard to say. You know, I've done a lot of different things, construction, architecture. Um, I've, I've been down the chef road. Band, I, band member, race car driver. Yeah. I mean, I think I've finally landed at the spot that I've yeah, I think food service is where I, where I belong. I, I think this is it. Hopefully I've, I mean, I can't really see myself trying to make another career change. This yeah. I'm really happy where I am. Very good. Very good. I know they're very happy with you. Um, <laughs> so that's all the formal questions I've got, but as you know, we're going to have a little bit of fun before we end this uh, episode. So <laughs> this I, is the part I was the most worried about. <laughs> <laughs> you don't, well, if anything, it's maybe a little less nerve wracking I've reached back into the bags of the last four seasons and pulled out some of my favorites and some people's favorites. So some of these you've probably heard from before. Um, so the first one we're going to go into is, would you rather be able to teleport anywhere in the world or be able to read anyone's mind? Um, I, I would definitely pick teleport anywhere in the world. I've never traveled outside of the U S um, okay. save for Vancouver, Canada. So you know, that would be a huge thing for me. I would love to see the rest of the world. Okay. Would you rather have all the traffic lights you approach turn green or never have to stand in line again? So this is an interesting one because people who know me know that when I'm in a car, all the red lights turn red. I don't know what it is about me, but they all turn red. My wife will get to the point where she'll tell me, get out of the car. So I'm going to go with all the red lights turn green. Perfect. Well, maybe they just know that you're a racer and they're just trying to aggravate you more and more. I so. think so. Uh, would you rather fight a duck the size of a horse or 100 horses the size of a duck? Um, I'm going to go with 100 horses the size of a duck because um, ducks can be mean. Those things are yeah. mean. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, the ultimate one, uh, toilet paper roll, over or under? 
uh, over. If you look at the actual um, copyright on it, when they first invented it, it's over. Double dipping when it comes to food, whether it's a dip or a sauce or whatever, yes or no? Oh, the chef in me screams no. <laughs> Favorite curse word? Oh, <laughs> it's got to be the F word. I use okay. it way too much. My wife tells me I, I cuss way too much. <laughs> I, I should have been British because those people know how to cuss properly. I I 100% <laughs> agree. Um, <laughs> would you rather know all the secrets to outer space or all the secrets to the ocean? Hmm. That's an interesting one. Probably outer space. I spend a lot of time studying astronomy and and stuff like that. So Okay. Would you rather never have to do laundry again or never have to wash dishes again? Oh, see, laundry is my wife's chore, and then everything involved in the kitchen is my chore. So I'm probably going to say never wash dishes again. That's going okay. back to that buffet dishwasher. Exactly. Thing. Exactly. <laughs> Would you rather go backstage with your favorite band or be an extra on your favorite TV show? Oh, I've been an extra on two TV shows, so I'm going to say backstage with my favorite band. Okay, now I have to know which TV shows because that's you're the first person <laughs> that's ever that I know of that said that. So what, what TV shows were you on? So I was actually on a couple of the morning talk shows here in Seattle. You can just show up and they'll let you be in the crowd, you know, and then when they need somebody to clap, they hold up the applause sign. Nice. And, um, and one of them, they actually put the camera on me and asked me a question. So, Oh, very cool. <laughs> and if you're going to be backstage of any band, what band's it going to be? Oh, this is going to be a really weird one. Most people won't know this, but the eighties hair band Cinderella. It's, it's oh. still one of my favorite bands ever. And Tom Kiefer is amazing. So I would love to be backstage with Tom Kiefer. That's a great band. I saw Cinderella live <laughs> twice. So yeah, they're yeah. great. Um, would you rather have a personal housekeeper or a personal chef? I'm going to go personal housekeeper. Cause I handle the chef stuff anyway. And I'm yeah, I hate cleaning house. Okay. Would you rather always have an annoying song stuck in your head or always have an itch that you can't reach? Oh, I'm going to go with the annoying song. Okay. Uh, if you could ride along with any NASCAR driver in history for five laps, who would it be? Tim Richmond. He was my favorite race car driver ever. And um, he was well known for being kind of a, uh, the, the womanizing, drinking, you know, partying NASCAR driver. He's my guy, man, still to this day. Tim Richmond's awesome. All right. And the last one, would you rather give up your cell phone for an entire month or give up bathing for an entire month? Oh, uh, cell phone. Okay, perfect. Man, you got to take a shower. Yeah, <laughs> well, some people don't agree with you on this one. I will say in season <laughs> no, five, no. some people would rather give up their uh, bathing than keep, than give up their cell phone. No, um, cell phone's got to go. <laughs> well, that's all the that's all the questions I've got today. But before we let you go, Tim, um, tell people how they can get in touch with you and find out more about Clevenger. Yeah, so check out our website. It's clevengerassoc.com, and uh, there's lots of information on there about our whole staff and everything that we do, all the services that we offer. Um, of course, you can find me on LinkedIn various other social media stuff as well so perfect well that wraps up this edition of on tap presented by fcsi the americas a special thanks to tim for joining us today on the show if you enjoyed this episode please make sure to like and subscribe to the channel 
And also help us out by sharing these episodes on all your favorite social media feeds. Until our next episode, cheers. <laughs>